0: Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Stop Shop podcast for insider access and in-depth interviews with your favorite Billiken coaches and players. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Billiken Podcast for the latest news on future episodes. Now, here is your host, Billiken Athletic Director,
1: Chris May. Welcome back, Billiken fans, to our uh, podcast, From the Stands, where we talk Billiken uh, Athletics. And uh, we're here to talk with Rebecca Tillett, our women's basketball coach, as we prepare for the A-10 tournament. Rebecca, welcome back. How's it going?
2: Thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, Things are going great. Really looking forward to this preparation with our team. Um, Our women are in a good spot and have worked so hard to earn this opportunity. And, yeah, excited to talk to you and then get back to work.
1: There you go. Well, well, we'll go fast so you can get back to work. Um, okay, we we'll just finished the regular season, right? So what did we learn from the process of going through the regular season in that development of a program and development of the culture mm-hmm. that that it's all about setting that foundation we talk to all all the time right yeah so what what has this process look like in the regular season as before we start talking about postseason? but when you look and you don't have much time to look back i get right. it but the process what did that look like going non-conference to conference season what that overall process looked like as we're developing the culture that that we're working towards?
2: Yeah, I think a couple of things. I mean, one, just even all the way back to the summer and what's everyone's expectations of one another and then trying to figure out how can we speed up the development of the relationships, which we truly believe, right? The relationships and the environment are going, are what are going to allow us to drive the program forward. So we hit the conference season and, you know, lose the opening game here at home. And, you know, our I think... A little bit shocked by that as a group, um, because we felt like we'd learned so much about ourselves in the non-conference, and um, and then just I think the deci- decision that the women made and the leaders on the team made to put our heads down and work no matter what you know one of the phrases we use was create our own narrative right each game one at a time each practice are we getting better Um, you know Brooke said all the way back in the summer what she wanted to do with this team which is always a powerful statement from a leader to say I want to go to the tournament and I want an opportunity to win it right she said that just clear as day to our women back in the summer and as a coach you're hopeful that the team will believe that and think about that um, but, wow, this group just come together and, and the leaders, I think the leaders in the conference play, especially when the run started, um, just really were more assertive.
1: How has the environment at practice changed? Uh, I firmly believe you play like you practice. Right, mm-hmm. and so we went through. We had our challenges in the non-conference. Mm-hmm. We, as you mentioned, first conference game wasn't optimal, mm-hmm. but then, but then we started. You could even see when it, we might not there might not have been getting the results. You could see that there was things starting to brew, and and from a positive, how how has practice evolved in that space that has really driven the court success in the last nine games.
2: Yeah, as you and I talk about, I mean, practice is my most favorite part of every single day. And I think it became our team's most favorite part of the day. And the competition level between each other. So for example, if a drill ends in a tie, well, there's no ties in basketball. I know Katie has to, and Kevin have to deal with that, but we do not. And so then you play a playoff in practice and you just watch our women going back and forth in these playoffs and competing at a level that now you see that on the floor. And the same type of reactions, you, you've gotta find a way to elicit that as a coaching staff from your team. And there's so many factors, right? Your competitiveness, how well they know what we're teaching, right? At the beginning of the season, especially with a new group together, how much do they know and how much are they confident in? So as the team grows in their confidence in preparation, then our ability to compete at a high level raises. You hear more chatter, more basketball Lower. chatter, yeah, more um, competitive chatter. And then I learned from a, a coach of why a couple of years ago and our teams have used it ever since, call somebody up instead of call somebody out. And Brooke was actually talking about it last night um, on radio and said, you know calling up in means that you believe in the person, right. And you and I talk about that all the time. So I think that belief in one another and belief in what we are trying to do just continued to grow. Um, and then put us in a good position, you know, to upset some teams.
1: Was there a moment during the A-10 season that you could tell the match was lit? Is there any moment that jumps out at you because— We, we we struggled a little bit early and then there were signs and then we just started it looked like we just started believing yeah it looked like all the and then as we talk all the time you got to have a little success on the court to really believe that the coach knows what she's talking about <laughs> oh for sure for everybody <laughs> but was was there a moment though as you look at it right now yeah. that bam it was right there it was on the road there yeah we came out of a timeout and boom or has it just been a slow evolution from practice through the games great question
2: I you could feel it building and practices but you know a lot of people talked to us about prove to the A-10 prove to the A-10 this team has needed to prove to themselves right. that's been the bigger you know um, focus for all of us and still is at this point I think the Rhode Island game we knocked on the door and saw that we, we could we could do something here at the time they were top ranked you know getting conversation for top 25 um, in some of the polls and then Fordham when we put it all together against Fordham, mm-hmm. um, our team, I think, realized that all they're working for and all their investment has the potential to really pay off in a way that they'd be excited about.
1: How has a uh, twofold, two-fold community question, how has the community coming to games helped the team and how has the St. Louis community from a recruiting perspective shown you what this market can be all
2: about yeah great questions the first one you know the arena started getting louder yeah (laughs) i think it actually started the dayton game which obviously is a rivalry game for us here and i think we played well enough in that game to say to the community keep keep coming check us out another time then as we got in the run we needed the community there you know the the support the energy in the arena Um, it mattered down the stretch in some of those really close games um, that we were able to be successful in and then I think from the recruiting standpoint you know we've talked a little bit about how quickly can we embrace and, and get in the community and I think we've really tried to focus on the relationship building across the area and look at and there's so much talent i mean there's talent everywhere we got to get to know them we're a little bit competitive as a staff if we don't know somebody and someone mentions a name to us we're like we come back in the staff who is that? Why? You know, we got to know. Because there's so many good players here that we want to stay home in St. Louis and compete for SLU and compete for championships and deep runs in the NCAA tournament. Well, we got to get them to say yes. And we're in with a lot that we like and we need them to say yes. I hope they're listening.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. It's just a matter <laughs> of time. No question. Okay. You and I have talked about from the first time we met what postseason is all about, right? Yeah. And here we are getting ready for the A-10 tournament. Uh, a ten accolades came out. We had plenty of, of our players get get all kinds of attention and love from the A ten. But when you turn the page from regular season to now postseason, yeah, and it's a total focus on the next game. Right, there's no looking ahead. Yeah. The next game. How how do you build that uh, excitement? Manage the manage the nerves mm-hmm. to get a team ready to go play in the postseason.
2: Yeah. I think there's a couple of factors. I mean, one, we're zero and zero now, and that's just the truth of the matter, right? Um, and then, you know, many coaches talk about survive in advance. We like to talk about attack in advance. We wanna keep that edge, we wanna keep that, you know, we're, we're coming in here to do, you know, some damage uh, is, is our goal in the A-10 tournament. I think from the nerve standpoint, that's a long-term investment we've made in mindfulness throughout the entire season. Uh, we'll lean heavily on that in this stretch. And then even when you look at preparation today, I mean, there's a multiple options of teams it could be. How do you help your team feel confident that no matter who it is, we're going to be ready? And so, you know, one of the things we're doing today is taking combined actions from each team that, hey, all four of these teams have run this, all four of them run a version of this. So let's rep this at a high level today to be prepared for all these guys. And, and those are some of the spaces we're in right now.
1: Is there one message you send to the team going into the tournament? I mean, this team especially, we're as hot as any team in the league. We played really well of late. It's been so awesome to watch this group come together, believe in each other, Mm -hmm. and start making plays together and and to see people's roles evolve. It's been so great to watch from where I sit. Um, But is there one message or is there an overarching message Mm -hmm. that you send as we get ready to take off to Wilmington tomorrow that you send to this team going into postseason?
2: Yeah. I think it's you know probably, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, twofold. The attack in advance is huge. I mean, you just have to have that edge when you go in. You can't enter the tournament concerned about the outcomes or the next thing. You just have to find this laser focus as a unit. And then I think the other message is, we're ready for anything. Even if adversity hits us in one of these games, we're going to figure it out together because we've proven now over and over and over again in big games that we can figure it out together. Right. And so if there's that mindset of, yes, adversity is going to hit in the tournament, we're going to prepare and be ready to attack it together. I think that will serve us well in this stretch. Uh,
1: obviously, the team's got to be fired up, you know, played great in Chicago last week. A lot of, lot of a lot of players played a lot of people had success all kinds of good things happening practices i'm sure are more exciting and fired up is there anything else you want to share with the bill faithful as we head into the atlantic 10 tournament
2: i think first just really grateful for the support um of you know everybody that's been watching the journey you can you can see people's excitement and and belief as well about what this team could do this season and beyond. So first, just grateful for that. Hugely grateful for the support, you know, you and and Dr. Oberly and then obviously just the staff in the department, you know. This is a really fun place to be in terms of everyone is rooting for everyone all the time. And that doesn't happen everywhere. And you and I've talked about that that sometimes programs can just get really focused on what they're doing and not what the whole group's doing and you know the amount of teammates of ours on staff that have come by and said let's go let's get this get this next game and you know have watched the game that that's just a really special environment for all of us so everybody keep watching we're excited to be dangerous we're going to stay dangerous and we'll be really prepared.
1: Attack in advance. Attack I can't. Advance. I can't wait for Friday night to watch us. I can't wait to uh, be there Saturday as we play. Uh, enjoy it. Great job. And uh, we'll do this again in like five weeks when we're done playing.
2: Let's do it. Oh, that would be great.
1: All right. Go Bills. Thank you. Go
0: Bills. Thank you. Thanks for listening to From the Stands with and Athletic Director Chris May subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes store and have the latest episodes sent straight to your phone. Go Billikins. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time patience and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.